Why was the strawberry sad? Uh, why? Why? Because her mom was in a jam. Oh. I'm sorry, everyone. That's why. <laughs> oh, man. I'm Bonnie Wolf. Hi, Bonnie. And I want to welcome you to the American Food Roots podcast, where we talk about why we eat what we eat. And today, I want to talk about summer. Well, late spring and summer. So we have to start with strawberries in jams and otherwise. So, Peter, I have brought you a little treat. Oh, okay. Please take the treat. Okay. The surprise treat. The surprise treat. Okay. You, you don't know treat. what it is. I have no idea what's coming. No, not that treat. Okay. All right. The, the other, other treat. treat. Oh, hang on. This the treat is in the bag. Okay. Got it. The treat in the cellophane bag with strawberries in it. That's so the that one. Okay. Them. Beautiful. <laughs> These are beautiful little strawberries. Okay. They're so... I brought you three because, you know, with strawberries, you can never tell. You can never tell. And the reason I, I'm bringing them now is because this is the very end of the strawberry season, which makes me really, really sad. I know. I love strawberries. Can okay. I eat these? You go. They're delicious. Is that one really good? This is actually the perfect one. Does it taste like it has sugar on mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. It doesn't. You didn't put any sugar on it? I put no sugar on That's it. That's delicious. You can eat the other two as, as we talk. I'm going to eat it and with my mouth uh, yeah. full and talk. Please talk with your mouth full. Which, and everything while you tell yeah. me about these straws. Well, I got them on the eastern shore of Maryland, which used to be a major strawberry growing center. And they still have, I, I think, I've never tasted strawberries like this. First of all, they're little. And they look like strawberries. They smell like strawberries. I had company for the weekend. I put out these strawberries, and the guy said, wow, this tastes like a strawberry. I I was just about to say, I kid you not, (laughs) that tastes like a strawberry. And when you think of the perfect strawberry, it tastes like that. It doesn't taste too bitter or too overly sweet or not quite. It's perfect. It's perfect. And it it tastes nothing like the strawberries that you get at the supermarket in January. True. Very true. Which taste hard. They kind of look like strawberries. But and they've been bred to look perfect, and these strawberries just look like they grew in the field. They taste like strawberries the way that like a Jolly Rancher, that's <laughs> strawberry flavored, <laughs> tastes like a strawberry. Like it tastes strawberry-ish, <laughs> like not like a strawberry, just strawberry-ish, <laughs> in different ways, of course. I know exactly what you're saying. Like they're both of a strawberry variety, yeah. but not no exactly. Strawberry. This is like, and I think I feel so sad for children who have never tasted a real strawberry, and men, and there are many of them. Because, oh yeah. You know, now in the supermarket, you can get a strawberry year round, yep. and you think, like my son does not like tomatoes, and I think it's because, well, I think it's a variety of reasons. Probably something to do with annoying his mother. But I I really think it's because he never tasted a really good tomato. I will say I am not a huge fan of sliced tomatoes unless it is in the summer. Exactly. You should never eat. It should be against the law to eat a tomato when it's not July or August. Agreed. Possibly September. But cherry tomatoes have been developed, so they're pretty good. But when you taste a real tomato which is a fruit, by the way, because it has seeds. Um, I mean, you can taste the sunshine. It just, it has a different, different taste. So there are a lot of things you can do with strawberries other than just eating them. And one of the things um, we had up on AmericanFoodRoots.com, we have a great recipe for a strawberry syrup with a how-to video. Oh, fun. You take this syrup 
and you put, make an ice cream float. Oh, a whoa. strawberry ice cream float. Oh, wow. And it's, it is really – it's so pretty too. And the other thing that a lot of people do with strawberries in the north, and we're going to get to you in a minute, is mix them with rhubarb, which comes out at exactly the same time. I find very difficult to get in this mid-Atlantic region. Yeah, it's harder to get. Yeah. Did you grow up with rhubarb? I didn't, although uh, my bride grew up in England. And uh, her her grandfather, well, look, we can talk about their culinary uh, follies, (laughs) but her grandfather actually had a huge garden filled with rhubarb when she was younger. And so they they had. Did she love rhubarb? She loves rhubarb. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were lousy with it when she was growing up. I grew up in Minnesota and it grew. It was a weed in the alley. And it was, I mean, you can't eat rhubarb. Let's start with the fact that rhubarb is poisonous. Yeah, right. I mean, you have to clean it really well. But, and it's very sour. Very bitter, very sour, But yeah. I love uh, rhubarb. I cut way back on the sugar. You just, you clean the rhubarb, you cut it up into one-inch pieces, put it in a pot with a little water, maybe not even water, and a little sugar because some juice comes out of the rhubarb, and just stir it. And then get it to the tartness that you like. And sometimes I just throw fresh strawberries like those fabulous strawberries I've given you at great personal cost. Thank you very much. And, um, and you know, just eat it or put it over ice cream or yogurt. It's delicious in yogurt, like Greek yogurt. Now, the other thing um, that – so strawberries are on the way out. This is really, really the end. It's uh, – Almost mid-June, and we're lucky to have had them this far. But one of the farmers, I bought four quarts of strawberries. I couldn't help myself. Of Good course, for you. Now they're kind of strawberry mush. but um, A lot of things you can do with mushy strawberries, exactly. though. Don't sell them short. Smoothies. That's right. Um, jams. Jams, if you made jam. Um, one of the farmers at the farmer's market told me to freeze them. He said you can put them on a cookie sheet. Just take them. I probably wouldn't wash them because that breaks them down a little bit. Put them on a cookie sheet, freeze them, and then when they're hard, just put them in a Ziploc bag and take them out in December. Wow. And have some fresh strawberries. Nice. They taste pretty good. So I thought that was kind of a big deal. Try that. Um, Did you go to the farmer's market this weekend? I did not go to the farmer's market this weekend. I usually do every weekend, but not this time. Well, I went to the farmer's market, and in addition to finding these fabulous strawberries, I got garlic skates. Ooh, fun. They have they've been appearing for about the last maybe three years. I never heard of a garlic scape until three years ago. And largely that's because the farmers used to throw them away. That's right. Yeah. They're um just you they're the stalk and flower of the garlic bulb. And you really want to cut them off because any plants that flower that saps the energy from the actual root. So they cut them off and instead of throwing them, putting them in the compost heap, they now sell them. <laughs> <laughs> and so you can now Google garlic scapes and, and everybody's at the farmer's market going, oh, garlic scapes, oh, I'm so glad you have them. And I'm like, I never even heard of these until two weeks ago. But what we did this weekend is we grilled a steak and we threw them on the grill. That's how I do it. They, I grill them. They're yeah. wonderful. Oh, they were wonderful. Yeah, they're really, really wonderful. They have a, a kind of gentle garlicky mm-hmm. flavor. And it just, oh, it was good. And I, I've i heard they make fabulous pesto. Pesto, that's where yeah. I was going. Yeah. 
So that's the Farmer's Market Report, except for the mystery gift that you have there. Oh, I have another mystery gift. How exciting. Please. Holy cow. Please open your small... The smallest Tupperware this is container the of most it. Is that little, adorable? It's beautiful. Okay, let's see. <laughs> Open it up. Okay. Oh, oh my. Oh my gosh. Okay, you know what's in oh, there. Oh, wonderful. And you see how much I gave you. And I, this, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> tell me. Uh, tell me what I'm eating here. Is this just pure crab? Yes. At the farmers market, this was in Easton, Maryland, mm. which is on the eastern shore of Maryland. They, the Dorchester Crab Company, comes every week. With that's the county right next door, and it's a county that's they have a few people, but they mostly have marshland. It is so much water. Okay, speak, Peter. I'm, I'm, this is so good. This is so delicious. I'm just I'm eating. <laughs> I'm eating my crab. Thank you very much for bringing it. This is so good. The crab. Um, so the crab was picked in the morning, and then they bring it to the market. Oh, so, so good. it's like an hour. Oh, out of the picking. That's wonderful. And it's crab has, was very late this year. So it was about a month late because the water was cold and um, predators were eating the crabs and had a lot of crab problems. Also, do you know crabs are cannibals? Oh, really? Yeah. I kind, of, I kind of feel bad eating this then. Uh, well, actually, you should feel good. Do you like cannibals? <laughs> That's right. Take that, crab murderer. <laughs> I, I have a crab trap. And when I find one crab in it, I think... That's scary. <laughs> I mean, that was the strongest that yeah, survived. This was the survival of the fittest. But what you're eating, they have so the price has been really high. But this week, she told me they the price went down because there were more crabs. So what I got, and this is what on Smith Island, which is an island in the middle of the Chesapeake Bay, they take all the different kinds of crab meat and mix it together in what they call a special mix. That's delicious. But this was, I took, um, I got backfin crab and claw meat. Claw meat is the cheapest, but I think it's really good. Yeah. And I mix the two of them together, and I think it gives it a really nice flavor. It's, yeah. Claw meat is not as beautiful and white, so you get these little black specks. So I'm going to take the rest of it and make crab cakes, and you won't see what color it is. But exactly. isn't it good that's and really fresh? Good. Oh, and that's there was so nothing good. Oh, nothing on it except that's crab. That's so wonderful. This woman also told me that soft shell crabs, this is a great soft shell crab season. And the as I'm sure you know, the first soft shell ca- crabs come out after the May full moon. Okay. I didn't know that actually. And then I so I said to her, and so I'm thinking, you know, this is really fisherman's lore. And mm-hmm. So I said, "Do you have any soft shells today?" And she said, "No, we won't have them till the next full moon." Is that right? Yeah. Come on. I said seriously. That and, really does sound like an old yeah. tale, like a like a fisherman's but tale. It, well, the moon, the tides, you know, sure, they're connected. So. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we had a lovely story recently about um, speaking of summer and gardens and. Of a, written by a woman whose grandfather came from the Abruzzo region of Italy. And he came to, this, to the United States as a young man, and his pockets were filled with seeds. They were filled with pepper seeds from a kind of pepper. It was a specialty of the region that he was from. He okay. planted these pepper seeds. He lived in West Virginia. He nurtured them. He grew them. Her grandmother cooked with these peppers. She grew up eating these peppers. Her father took 
over the peppers when his father died, and he grew the peppers, and he nurtured the peppers and cooked with the peppers, and now she has become the custodian of the pepper seeds. And she wrote, I just, it's it's such a wonderful thing. And she also offered a recipe that was one of her grandmother's for just skillet peppers, just cooking the peppers in the skillet. And they're a special Italian pepper that are not available in the store. We tend to transmit culture through food. Absolutely. And that this was so important to him to bring these these peppers Um I just, I just. I love that story. Yeah, it's just a wonderful, wonderful story. I also really love just those pan roasted peppers that you just serve, uh, you know, for people to just sort of. Well, anything. It's also, it's also kind of like playing the lottery because every now and then you'll get one of those peppers that's just screeching hot, right? While the rest of them are just mild and pleasant. Well, it's. I think all summer food, simple is is the best way to do it. Anything that just lets the food speak. Because the the most minimal preparation for any of these foods, because they're just so, did I say that they taste like sunshine? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, well, certainly in summer, you uh, if you go to the beach, you've experienced saltwater taffy. Ex- can you explain to me? <laughs> I can. Can you explain to me? Because I always, <laughs> I actually had this question from one of my kids not so long ago. They didn't want to eat the taffy because they thought it was salty and made with salt water. I don't understand why they call it saltwater taffy. I'm a grown man, and I don't understand why they call well, it Well, I only taffy. learned a few days ago, and I learned because the state of New Jersey, the legislature mm-hmm. of the state of New Jersey, has a bill before it to make saltwater taffy the state candy. Oh. By the way, I hate saltwater taffy. Right. Well, it's pretty – I mean, it's, it's – <laughs> It's disgusting. Okay, all right, good. I'm glad I'm not alone in this. The story is that in the 19th century in Atlantic City, there was a candy store owner, and he had, you know, regular soft taffy, and there was a terrible storm and uh, a hurricane, and the water came into his store, washed over all the candy, covered it with salt water, and thus began the saltwater taffy. Believe it or not. That's it? But, well, that's that's the story. I've read it in a few places. I intend to do a little more research, possibly at the Library of Congress, call some <laughs> universities, see if we can get the real lowdown on this. But I think that's kind of a cool story. So it might be the one I go with. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I like the story. I was looking for a re- – like – I was looking for more. I want I want to believe that there's more. Well, but I think telling your kids that it was the product of a a big storm yeah. where, you know, they'll they'll you know, tell them cows t- were flying in the yeah, air. Yeah, exactly. And, what what do they care? They're yeah, kids. Make stuff up. <laughs> you know, homes were lifted up and thrown into the ocean. Um, but so we I put this up on our Facebook page or and our and Twitter and I asked people what, Where can you find us on Twitter? You can find it on AMER Food Roots on Twitter. And I asked people what they would like their state's candy to be. And one woman wrote uh, that she would like it to be divinity. She was from Mississippi. And she said that was all about her childhood, divinity. Do you know what divinity I, is? I do. I've ha- I, don't wonder, I don't know exactly what all goes in it, but I remember having it as a kid and not liking it. I think mostly what goes into it is corn syrup, yeah. corn starch, egg whites probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's white. Yes. And, but they, I don't know that there are any other states that have 
state candies. But Washington State tried to get a state candy, but there were two two opposing camps. There there were the people. The the great candy wars of Washington State. Pretty much. It was um, applets and coatlets. Have you ever heard of these? No, I haven't. They are like apple and nut chews, and the coatlets, I think, have apricots. And this is a Washington State product. And they also have almond roca. I've heard of almond roca. Which is a, is made in Tacoma. It's like toffee coated in nuts. Here's the deal. If you have apricots in your candy, keep it to yourself. It's got, It needs to have some caramel and some chocolate. Maybe some marshmallow, but don't don't bring me apricot candy. Well, what about apple candy? Apple candy, maybe because I've seen so you're anti like, apricot. Well, I'm anti. I'm, I'm anti. Like apricot candy sounds healthy, right? You could take an apple, you could cover it in caramel and nuts and sprinkles. You've never had a chocolate covered apricot. No, I haven't. Oh boy, are those good? Oh, delicious! Uh, you can- may want to reconsider. My candy, though, is it or is it candy? It is candy. All right, I'll go find some chocolate covered. Okay, I'm going to bring you one next time. That's exciting. It's, that might be your treat next week. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you is there a South Carolina candy that you, you know what you know what there I, there actually is the Charleston Chew, and, the Charleston Chew, and what is the Charleston Chew? It's like a. Um, Geez, I, it, I mean, it's not taffy, but it's kind of like a marshmallow-type center covered in chocolate. And it's it's almost like taffy, but it's... Can you get it outside of Charleston? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. a lot of these you can't buy. Now, my state candy, and my it's good I'm here alone because my partners will not let me speak about this anymore. Okay. Minnesota, as I mentioned, the nut goodie. Oh, you've talked about the nut goody. I talk about the I've nut goody. I've heard about the nut goody. I talk about it pretty much all the time. What's in the nut goody? Does it matter? <laughs> it's, it's sort of a mapley cream mm-hmm. covered in chocolate and peanuts. Okay, so yeah, I would eat that. You, you I would, would eat that. And I might bring you. They're hard to come oh, by. If you found me one of those. Yeah. What I'd would be, you do for me, Peter? I'd be very excited. I so would be the very nut excited. Goody, I have, I got at the Minnesota State Fair. A piece of art. A few years ago, it was the 100th anniversary of the Nut Goody, <laughs> which is made by the Pearson Candy Company in St. Paul, Minnesota. And I went to the State Fair to the Seed Art Exhibit, which I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I bought, you can't get it till the fair is over, mm-hmm. a Nut Goody made of seeds. Oh. It's a, I mean, it looks huh. like a picture, and uh-huh. it really looks like a Nut Goody. For those of you that have never met Bonnie in person, you the first thing you'll notice is the giant nut goody tattoo she has on her <laughs> right bicep, idea. right? What a good idea. Right? This this would be Gotta what? Go now. This would be like your 11th or 12th tattoo. It, yeah, to actually exactly. go get one of those. Yeah, what a good idea. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, now Peter, yes. as we've mentioned as we mention all the time, you have two small children. I do indeed. I have the summer trip for you. Oh, let me let me know. I'm I'm looking for it. My partner Michelle mm-hmm. takes her ten year old and her husband every summer to a Vermont farm vacation. Oh wow! They go to Wait, this farm. This sounds like work. Not for you. Oh, okay, good. It's, the kids love it. They milk cows. Oh, come on! 
And all the adults do is get up in the morning and eat a giant farm breakfast. I can definitely do that. And we have some recipes from that farm breakfast on AmericanFoodRoots.com. But it's it looks like you're doing something nice for your kids. But I think it's really, you know, they learn where food comes from, where milk comes from. Right, 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 It right, does right. not come from that refrigerated section at the supermarket. It actually comes from a cow. And they learn this. They milk the cow. They can't wait. To, apparently, they're just up at four waiting to go out and milk the cow. So it's basically child labor. <laughs> that you pay for. I'm okay with that. Okay. Well, I'm okay with that. As long as somebody else is supervising them, I'm fine with that. You go check this out. I will check American it out. AmericanFoodRoots.com. Absolutely. Vermont well. Farm Vacation. I like the sound of this. Yeah. So also coming up very shortly, as I'm sure you know, is Father's Day. Oh, yes, that's right. Now, we are suggesting on AmericanFoodRoots.com that you think outside the tie box. <laughs> that possibly you don't give your dad another tie <laughs> that he'll never wear. And we came up with so many cool things. And I'm just going to tell you about one, possibly two. And that is the smoking gun. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. The smoking gun is a gun your children can use. Nice. You fill it with wood chips, uh, wood of your choice, applewood, cedarwood, cherrywood, whatever flavor you like. And you aim it, say, at your cocktail. Mm -hmm. You shoot your cocktail, and it tastes like cedarwood. I, 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 I have seen this. I've been curious to try it. It looks like something that, uh, that, that maybe I, I used to have and keep in a secret place when I was in high school. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Of course you don't. Of course you don't. <laughs> Uh, but what a cool idea to just Isn't have, that... like, because the smokers that, that restaurants use are usually so big. And it's exactly. really not adaptable for a home cook. But no, this you could totally this use. This you just, you know, shoot your food. <laughs> so, and if you want other ideas, we have 10 really good Father's Day ideas on AmericanFoodRoots.com. We're going to say goodbye and hope to see you next week. Remember to check us out on AmericanFoodRoots.com, on Twitter at AMERFoodRoots, and on Facebook.